It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Commonwealth Games roll on for another day and the New Zealand medal tally will hopefully keep rising. Although, after the efforts of our track cyclists, it's not going to be easy or really possible to keep the pace of gold up. Alison Shanks knows about gold. She won a medal, made our one in 2010 on the bike in a career that saw her climb to the top of her sport worldwide. Still heavily involved with top-level sport. And a recent inductee into the Otago Sports Hall of Fame, Alison is up in the UK in a role representing Oceania at the Commonwealth Games Federation Athletes Commission. She's been good enough to take our call into the show this morning. Good morning, Ali. How you doing? How's the UK? Good. Good morning. Yeah, no, it's going good. It's going good. Beautiful. Hey, tell us about your role. What does what, what your role involve over in uh, over at the Commonwealth Games? Yeah, so I'm uh, the Oceania representative on the Commonwealth Athletes Commission. So a bit of a mouthful, but um, basically yep. we, there's a, one representative for each region of the Commonwealth, um, and we essentially represent all the athletes of the Commonwealth, advocate for them, and um, yeah, it's a pretty sweet role, to be honest. Hey, Ali, you must, you must be enjoying the cycling up there at the moment. The, the, the medal tally's been outstanding by our guys. Oh, it's just been an absolutely phenomenal four days of like track racing down in London um, at the Velodrome there, far out. Like, I think just the the fact that you know the medal hall, but the number of golds was just you know outstanding, and the performances that that team put out. Um, yeah, it was just so proud to be a Kiwi. Has this been beyond your expectations? Did you expect that many medals from from most of our cyclists? Like they thirteen plus. Oh, look, no, I, th- I think it, it, the number exceeded everyone's expectations. I mean, we always, as a track team, go in with high expectations, but just, yeah, the sheer number, but also, as I said, the sheer number of goals, um, you know, just a- incredible. Beautiful. Let's touch on your role. So we, we talk about there's a, there's a big title for most of these roles, but just give us a bit of detail. So what is your role involve uh, representing Oceania over at the Commonwealth Games like are you like man personally um, having a connection with all the athletes or what does it entail? Yeah so 
We're a relatively new commission. Um, we're only established uh, 2018 on the Gold Coast, and it's really about advocating for the athlete voice. How do we integrate the athlete perspective into decision making all the way up to the executive board at the Commonwealth level? So, um, yeah, it's, it's as a representative, you get out and about and you talk to the athletes from your nations in your region. Um, and then have that ability to feed it up the chain so that decisions that are made at a higher level of governance are made with the athlete at the forefront of those decisions. That's um, Hey, Ali, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm just listening to that conversation and, and athletes' voice. I'm actually talking about that later on today in the show. But do you think athletes overall are happy in a healthy, healthy place and the discussion, especially with what high-performance sport down here in New Zealand is in the model that needs to uh, look at athletes and their health and well-being? Yeah, and I, th I think it's an evolving space, you know, and for a lot of sports, it's a new space. Um, and, you know, like the likes of cycling, I know have got an athlete um, voice group within Cycling New Zealand. And so, you know, there's that, those mechanisms are starting to be integrated. And so we have to start at the sport level as well and then, obviously at a country level, from a Commonwealth level, then we move up to that regional, and then we get to a Commonwealth Games Federation level. And so how do we really pull the athlete perspective from the ground, those daily training environments, and feed it up to those that ultimately make the decisions to run the sport at a higher level? So it's, it's a work in progress, and you know, especially when we get to an international level, and I'm seeing it here on the ground, I think we need to be put in perspective just how far we've come in New Zealand, and we really are leading the way in this space in a lot of areas. There's still a long way to go, and we can we can do better, absolutely. Um, but I think when we look at it in the context of in, where international athletes' voices, we should be really proud of where New Zealand's sitting at the moment. What, what's the, what's the catalyst? Um, you know, if you're looking back at how well you you've done, and then you you look at the the tallies and the way that our athletes and the dramas that are going on in the boardroom have just gone out there and absolutely smashed it. What's the catalyst to change? Is it, is it athletes having the courage to voice and have it and, and be heard? Look, I think, you know, these performances that we've seen over the past four days on the track have not just happened overnight, you know. They're the culmination of years of hard work and, you know, the likes of, Brownie Bosa, she was a junior world champion in 2015, and so it's been grinding away, you know, and I think that's what we've seen, even, you know, the men's endurance team, man, they brought home four goals, it's just incredible, and that isn't just turned around and, you know, overnight, so um, those athletes have, yeah, put in the hard work, and amongst, yeah, what has been a really public roller coaster ride for the sport as such, and so I think it just shows their resilience, though. You know, they get out there and they do what they do on a daily basis in the background, and we're now seeing the, the results there. So I think the sport has, you know, got an exciting future ahead. What are the key dif What are the differences from when you were competing and when you were cycling, all the resources that are, uh, you know, at, at your disposal to what you're seeing now? Is there any big difference to why we are seeing the success? Like, is there... It's no magic formula. Like they've obviously been for a tough time. I'm talk particularly talking about cycling. It's been for a tough time. But is there anything different that you can notice that they're doing? Look, I think when um, when I was competing, it was very much sort of campaign individual funding, and now we've got a program. And 
you know, with that, as a sport grows, there comes its challenges, which, you know, we have seen. But at the same time, you get a, I guess, culmination of talent in one place, and in this case, it's Cambridge. And so, you know, you can feed, each, feed off each other on a daily basis and you keep pushing those benchmarks daily. And I think, you know, that, that in itself um, helps to lift the performances. The other piece, too, is, you know, when you look at the men's endurance team, they've been together now for a good number of years, and, you know, their performance in Tokyo, they were, like, 0.04 of making that gold medal ride and, you know, broke the world record in the process. And so, you know, as I said, like, they've been there or thereabouts, and this week it's just all come together and, um, you know, they've come away with those gold medals. So it's to show for it, and it's just so well-deserved, and I'm so proud of the whole team. It's amazing. Yeah, who's been who's been some of the great characters in the team this year, um, Ali? That you know, remind you of the, the times you spent on the side. Has there been some some people step up and and you have a good laugh and just um, gel that team together? Well, I think you know the boys with um, Gaby and Campbell, and then of course George Jackson with their mullets. Honestly, I feel like I want to take <laughs> them with some scissors. It's like, come on, boys, clean yourselves up. But the, it certainly adds some character to the. Um, yeah, to the team. And, um, you know, obviously young Elise. I mean, she's just amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, to win three golds and to, you know, win every event that she, uh, she raced in, just unbelievable. And she's just such a beautiful human and um, only 22. Um, I think, yeah, it, it's just the team has really enjoyed being together and you can feel the culture and the support for each other and their performances of each other. So, yeah, it's just been a, a magical four days to be part of. Nice. Oh, we're going to let you go shortly, Alison, but we're going to ask you, where are you? Where are you at the moment? What are you watching? Right what now, are you supporting? I'm at the athletics, yeah. and I'm supporting our two Kiwi girls who are in the pole vault, and I'm yes. not sure where they're at now, but we've got, yeah, so we've got um, Olivia and also, oh my gosh, the name has Imogen. me, of our young, other young, Imogen, that's the one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're down to the final few, so... Um, I'm about to head out and, um, yeah, give them some support because it's a packed stadium. The atmosphere is amazing. And it's only day one of the athletics. So it's going off here over in Birmingham. Well, you go out there and you voice your support and you be loud and maybe you'll make it on camera and go, hey, we just spoke to you there. We're watching here back in New Zealand. (laughs) We appreciate you coming on on the show, Alison Shanks, talking all things athletics and the Commonwealth Games. We're very proud of all our athletes. Keep up the great work. Behind the scenes, Alison Shanks. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. There she is, having a wee chat. She's right there at the athletics. It looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. As in, how's this? So, Olivia McTaggart just just missed out on her final attempt, and Imogen Iris got up for bronze. So, probably yeah. the... So, that is. Let's, let's chuck it in the pile. <laughs> But probably not the result many were thinking. Um, apparently, the first person to congratulate uh, Imogen was Olivia. She was absolutely gutted herself, but she got straight up there and gave her a big hug. So unbelievable mm. sportsmanship. Well, it actually is believable because the Kiwi team, they all get on so well. But there you go. Another bronze medal. Just a, a little bit niggly with the coverage of the athletics. It's kind of been cutting in and out. I don't know if anyone else has been having that issue. Um, it might just be me and my seasickness still. And Sri Lanka, 32 for four. So the White Ferns firmly in control there. So the team is dead set flying, Kempi. Yeah, man, they're going, they're going all right. They're, uh, yeah, look, I think they, they're struggling. Here's another wicket by the looks of it. 
No, no, just <laughs> very close. I'll, I'm, I'll tell you what, Izzy, I'm getting dizzy. That's here, <laughs> trying to concentrate and talk at the well, same time enough, and right? watch all the black ferns and make, make sure that you don't miss anything. It's hard work. <laughs> oh, Izzy, Izzy, I'm getting dizzy because the TVs are so busy. Oh, we love there, you go. there you go. <laughs> there you go. Kids, hey, there you hey, go. There's your I, tune. I think what I got from there, and Alison Shanks, we we'll get her on again shortly. And I want to ask her the question because cycling, we've 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 traditionally done really well at the Commonwealth Games, and we know Tokyo wasn't ideal for most of our athletes, particularly Aaron Gates. He probably didn't um, get the results that he was after. So, how do we transition? I know the Commonwealth Games is totally different to the Olympics because there's obviously major nations that aren't a part of the Olympic uh, Commonwealth Games. So how do we transition this so when it comes to those high-pressure moments, which the Olympics are, that's the, you know, that's the, that's the, top, of the top of the log, that's where you want to be and want to test yourself. So how do we transition our Cycling New Zealand program to be able to go to the Olympics and get these medals there? Because you look at the numbers, Louis, if you look at the numbers, they're, they're not actually quite far off to what they're doing at the Olympics. No, particularly no. even in the swimming, you know. So, how do we transition that to the Olympics? Well, like, look, I think moments? the interesting thing is, and you could overanalyze it a wee bit, but mm. I think if you just strip it back, these are two year cycles, and you guys would know better than me, but in two years, your form can be completely different, and you can have a completely oh, yeah. different lead into an event. All of a sudden, you can just be. In, Actually, Ali would be a really interesting person to ask because she was at her peak the year that they took away her specific event, I think the 3,000-metre individual pursuit, out of the Olympics. Mm. She was the medal favourite. She was the fastest in the world. They took that event out of the Olympics. All of a sudden, she doesn't have a gold medal, Olympic gold medal to her name. So those fine, weird things that happen like that. Uh, Lewis Clebert, he's just hitting his peak now. Well, it's not mm. an Olympic year. It's a Commonwealth Games year. So how you time that out and how you try and make massage yourself to be abs- your absolute best in an Olympic cycle, that's probably the art of being a great Games champion, Kimby. Yeah, look, it is, uh, you know, and it's getting even uh, better. It's getting better and better at, pre- at preparation, getting yourself ready for those um, iconic events like the comms and the and the Olympics. What what was really interesting about Ali's chat though was about expressing the athlete voice, and I think that's where. Mm. Um, there is going to be massive change over the next three to four years is that athletes are, are now starting to understand that it's actually them that can make a difference, not the people sitting around in seats, but it, but the people that are actually going to compete um, in these Olympics. If you have a look at swimming, because you just touched on that, Izzy, yesterday that came out. So the, the young Kiwi boy that's done really well over there, basically him and his coach have come out and said, man, we go to the Olympics, we're doing Olympic times, but we don't know with the lack of support that we're getting if we can continue to do that. And it's, a, mm. it's the same message. It's like, it's like someone's got a hammer and they're just tapping away on this nail nonstop. And eventually, Mate. the nail they're hitting is the player. And the player's mm. saying, stop, enough's enough. You know, you really need to look at us. We're the ones going to, do, and, um, going to compete and get the medal. This is what we need. You know, so, look, yeah, it's a, a real interesting chat from her. Yeah. He should never, in the next two years, before Paris, he shouldn't have to pay for a single thing. And I heard Smithy saying the same thing. Gary Hollywood's the coach. He has a great chat with Kirsty. Uh, you should go have a listen to that for sure. Uh, Lewis Klubert's, um coach for swimming. Mate, he's got a realistic chance of going to the Olympics and being one of our greatest ever. Daniel Loder, I think, is our last gold medalist in the pool at the Olympics. Mate, he has to 
get all the resources and everything thrown at him because this kid has talent. So do it. If you're listening, highest performance sport, please fund him. Yeah, it's been half a century wait for Monaco Rovers, but after Lightning struck twice, they're headed back to the Gallagher Shield final. How good. The Auckland Rugby Premier side had to beat Varsity in the back-to-back weeks if they wanted to qualify for the big dance. And although they did it the hard way, wait until the last moment to pull off the semi-final triumph, the club is just happy to be there. Jason Mikes is the chairman of Monaco Rovers Rugby Football Club, and he's on the line with us now. Morena, Jace. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, hey Jace, we, we hear it was a pretty uh, a pretty hard story that you've got to tell. Just tell us what's happened over the last uh, 10, 15 years with the club and how you've got them to the top. Yeah, if we go back probably uh, the mid-1990s, I, I suppose with the, it really, our club dynamic really started to change with the change of laws around alcohol and just society's trends that were changing. And as a result, you know, the club... I think a lot of sports clubs all, all, around, all around our country felt, felt the pinch, whether it was around alcohol laws, uh, other trends around uh, spending, spending time with family and friends in other environments, whereas traditionally the sports club had been a community hub. So no, I think our club certainly felt the pinch there. But ultimately, you know, in 2017, when our new, new committee came on board, we just came up with a plan, um, three three stages, came up with some key pillars to work to, and ultimately just some extraordinary commitment from uh, a large number of people. Uh, hours, commitment in terms of time, in terms of sacrifice, personal sacrifices, in terms of uh, belief. And it's all just come to the party the last five years. Even during covid we got through COVID really well financially, and uh, the last the last nine months have just been surreal. So, so what are, what are some of the things that you as a club are going to continue to do to make to make sure that this ain't just a one year wonder or last ten years that all the hard works can just carry on? What are some of the things the club's going to do in the next couple of years to ensure that success carries on? First and foremost, man, it was, it was as simple as uh, getting templates on board, right? So regardless of who's doing what role or responsibility, it's all templated. Um, we've been able to diversify and maximise income streams, which is really important for sports clubs to be able to do that. And uh, when it comes to the role that we've been able to invest in, you know, we've invested in a sport development manager role, which means growing winter, winter sport, rugby, juniors and senior numbers, and then also committing to our summer activities as well. And we're in a place where we can commit to that role um, financially year after year now. So as a result, we can keep bringing in outstanding people to help lead our juniors, help lead our senior rugby programs. And of course, work through summer and engage with the community as well. That's awesome work, Jason. That's Honestly, I, I know exactly what you what you're trying to achieve, um, having worked with my little club down in, in Taranaki, mate. Just talk us through the semi final win, mate, and and how did that last fifteen play out? Oh, look, um, whenever I watch uh, the team play, the game finishes somewhere between four fifteen and four twenty, you know. And at, at four past four, I was looking at my phone, 
<laughs> and it's it's it four past four, and I'm going, oh, I just, I just, I just, I just don't know if I can do it. <laughs> it's not long to that final whistle goes. And for 67 minutes, the crowd was silent. You know, like we're just waiting and waiting. And university, their their tackling, their individual tackling was just unbelievable. Um, but it's in the 67th minute, we got a line break. We actually we actually breached the line, went straight through it. Um, two, two support passes and a try, and then away she went, mate. Away she went. Um, three minutes later, another one, and then the last play. You know, it's it's what movies are made of. Like, <laughs> sell us the movie, Jace. Come on. Oh, mate, it's just you got thousands of people around the field. You got the club room packed, and it's it's everyone's cheering and cheering. Then we have the final scrum underneath the post, five meters out. And it goes dead silent, you know, and just number eight picks it up, two pick and goes to the right, two pick and goes to the left, and the old first five switch, running onto the ball at speed. Nothing's going to stop him. Just dives between two tacklers and gets over the line. Oh, um, mate, how yeah. good. That, that is yeah. grassroots. I absolutely love it, mate. We're gonna make a movie out of that. If, if, if Stephen Donald can make a movie, anyone can. I say. Well, they gotta win anyway. the final first. They gotta knock off the, yeah, pot, the snobs so, and these. Okay. Fifty the years. Fifty years since you've been to the big dance, mate. Tell us about the week. How's the week been? If you're gonna get that job done on Saturday, we're not gonna jump. Oh, we're not jump ship well, straight I, to the win straight mate, away. But what would that mean for the club? Oh, guys, we're just. Uh, well, I, I, How's the week been? Well, as you'd imagine, our social media has just gone through the roof. <laughs> social media numbers are just never seen before in our lives. Uh, we've got 12 sponsored buses. Wow. So look out. Look out. Here we come. <laughs> I don't think, there's, I don't think there's enough pl- parking spaces around Ponsonby for 12 buses. Yeah, well, um, yeah, we're speaking with Auckland Rugby and Auckland Transport this morning just because they wanted to know how many buses. And I said, oh, it could be around six to eight, but we're at 12. Good old South <laughs> Auckland is there. <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome, Jace. Hey, thanks for coming on with us this morning, mate. Um, we're just going to uh, ask one question before we let you go. Um, what's the final score? <laughs> we're going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go crazy. We our team loves our, our team loves high quality fields. Thirty two twelve. Oh, nice! Look at that. He's picked it. I'm on. I'm on, mate. Hey, Jace, well done, mate. All the best this weekend, and uh, hopefully we're talking to you again about uh, what it was like just to get your hands on that shield and lift it up, and the and the night you spent in the club. So go hard, mate. Oh. Go well. Make sure you, make sure you oh. find some parks and Ponsonby for those buses. Lead the way, chairman. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> That's Jason Mikes uh, from Monaco Rovers. The first time they've been in the finals for a number of years. Doing a wonderful job. Hey, Izzy, what I loved about hearing about that is that ad- he talked about administering the club and putting a paid resource in there to keep the club ticking mm. over through the winter months. <laughs> He's got his head switched on. Honestly, that's mm. exactly what rugby clubs need. If New Zealand rugby uh, were listening, mate, what they're doing is what every club should be doing. They should have a paid person in there running their club. So good on them. They've got their grand final coming up this weekend. Yeah, bang on, Kempe. Uh, text straight away. I know one club that doesn't want the Rovers to win, Ardmore Maris. The coach took all the prims to the Rovers. Ha <laughs> ha, they played in the county's final last year. Oh, <laughs> that's exactly how club sport works. And look, Varsity as well, they were wounded 
Got a good mate in that team, and uh, oh, they were very... He, have you found him? Oh, he, he surfaced. I said, hey, mate, how, how are you going? <laughs> oh, he was sending me some clips of some dodgy offsides and everything that was still very much in the salt locker. <laughs> Time for a McCafe coffee catch-up as the latest Blackburn squad has been named and features a very exciting mix of excitement and experience. Director of Rugby Wayne Smith joined Staffy's show yesterday and described the squad he's picked. Kaipo, Olsen Baker, Liana Makele. These are young women who are really able to play the game that we want to play. So we're trying to play a really fast game. We know that playing a traditional game is probably not going to cut the mustard against teams like England and France. So we're using, you know, what our country's good at. Yes, he knows what he's doing. Wayne Smith talking there with Staffy. You can catch that on Staffy's podcast on the SENZ app. One of the returning faces to the side is star Lucy Kennedy-Simon who will also come in as co-captain, sharing responsibilities with Ruahe Damont. It's a very special achievement, and Kennedy is with us now. Morning, uh, Kennedy. Uh, how you doing? Uh, morning. I'm, I'm good, thank you. Um, been crazy a, few day, a couple of days, but, yeah, it's not finally starting to soak in. Mate, congratulations. A huge uh, announcement, and it's a great opportunity for yourself. Tell us about that opportunity. What, what are the, how's the role going to be? Um, shared with you? What are the dynamics that you and Rohe are going to have within the um, co-captaining um, the squad? Yeah, thanks for that. Um, I think Rohe's an amazing leader and I you know, I was out for the Pack 4 series but I've heard from all mm. the girls that she just stood up and she just um, led them real well. I think we'll complement each other well because she's got a ton of experience um, and a lot of confidence and for me uh, coming into, you know, coming back into the team um, and being named co-captain, um, I'm going to learn a lot off her, and hopefully I can, um, you know, help her out and lead our team well. Hey Kennedy, excited about the O'Reilly series, and, and Wayne Smith touched on the speed of the game that you guys are trying to lift that up and play to our strengths. How do you, how do you think? It's all um, taken the the Wayne Smith, the speed of it, and of course, you know, coming into this O'Reilly series. Oh, he's just so awesome. Like, we, I had a little glimpse of the um, game plan when they had their trial match, and he just wants to play on top of um, other teams, and it makes so much sense, and the girls eat it up, honestly. We've obviously got so much natural ability, um, and girls just want to keep the ball alive, and so that's what he sort of wants to implement in the coming series, um, and just hit holes, you know, not fall into structure so too soon and um, I think the, yeah the game plan suits us real well nice oh mate I've been coached by Wayne Smith he is so good he makes yeah. you work extremely hard I've asked the, I've asked all the girls that have come on that have been a part of the Black Ferns how have the trainings been how has the intensity at the training been has, has, has Wayne Smith rocked you up yet <laughs> I've heard um, Ross Filippo's um, one of my mentors, and he said, um, "You'll know when he's when he's racked up." And so we haven't. I haven't had the. Um, <laughs> I haven't been fortunate enough to see that yet. But yeah, it's, <laughs> he's um, he's awesome, and he just gives the girls so much confidence. Um, you know, I've been out for a a little while, but from what the girls have been telling me, trainings are just so fast and direct. Um, he just. He wants people to let the ball go, you know, and, and find 
find space if we just hit onto it. But it's, yeah, it's exciting stuff, and you know I can't wait for it to come to fruition in this next ser- this upcoming series um, against Aussie. Hey Kennedy, I've I've enjoyed watching the FPC and and the girls running around out there in their respective teams. Have you found them sort of some some new impetus in there now that the they've got a new coach, the fir- the Ferns, and and all this new strategy of trying to make the team? Yeah, hundred percent. You just see girls coming out of the blocks now. It's you know everyone wants to play fast. Everyone wants the ball in their hands, and it's it's exciting. Um, it gives you know gives FPC a bit more speed and a bit more. Um, just yeah, sorry, just exciting. Oh, the skill level yeah, is no, honestly the skill level is unbelievable. Like I've found myself yeah, watching yeah. it, going, "Well, man, I'm, I can't wait for the next game to come about." So, so well, well done on that. Um, just with the, this captaincy, and I, I had Ruhi as a, as an under fifteen on the North Shore side that we took down on a touch tournament. Me and Glenn Osborne, she's come out of her shell a lot, hasn't she? As a as a leader. Because she was a very quiet young girl, and on the show last week, very articulate. Is that the, her style? Is that her style of leadership? Um, what, what do you call that? Silent but deadly. <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. She just has this um, aura of about her where people just want to um, to buy into whatever she's saying. You know, she doesn't say a lot, but when she does, it's um, real captivating. So. You know, I'm just so excited to be able to learn off her um, and, you know, expand on all the good that she does. Now, don't be humble, because everyone we get on here is is very humble, and we want to see American-styled answer to this. How's your knee, and where where are you at with your body and your game? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My knee is, is so good. So I was out for about 15 weeks. (laughs) <laughs> um, and yeah, just rehabbing, making sure I didn't lose too much muscle. But um, I was able to go away and you know work out, um, work on my gym numbers, and get back into it. So yeah, another opportunity this weekend against the Bay. Um, yeah, and we'll just you know go let action speak for ourselves. I can stand here and say <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm this and that. Good look, watch. Hey Kennedy, have you, have you guys been following what's been going um, on up at the the Commonwealth Games, and and who's really impressed you up there at the moment? We everyone's watching. What's what's really excited you and get, sort of getting you motivated for your your shot? <laughs> um, oh, Megan Signal, <laughs> she's a, a weightlifter, and we met her um, in Auckland, and she's so humble she's so she's just an amazing person and um yeah she's been awesome to follow obviously followed the sevens my best friend Tanika um was a part of that squad and you know they bring down the bronze which is really cool um and yeah just they're doing some amazing stuff I've been watching um the three by the three on three basketball um and that's been cool too it's just yeah so much talent in New Zealand eh? we're bringing home what 12 gold medals at the moment, seven silver, four bronze. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been great to watch. If you had to give an event a go, what would it be, Kennedy? What would we oh, see you doing? A little bit of weightlifting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, weightlifting would be cool. I'm not fast enough for sevens anymore. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to let you go, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show, and well done on the co-captaining of the Black Ferns. Good luck for the Laurie O'Reilly series and uh, we'll, we'll appreciate your time. Go well.
Thanks for there. You too. Bye. There she is, Kennedy Simon. She's co-captain with uh, Ruahe Demond. Let's dare to believe like a black fern. For ticket info, head to blackferns.com and catch all the action this season. Great to chat to her. What an absolute good chick. And, well, mate, honestly, that they listening to Smithy's comments just there briefly when he spoke to Staffy, just talking about the game that they're trying to play, it just brings back some memories, mate. <laughs> I've just been tired constantly playing a game we're like how do you just keep this up for 80 minutes but he's very clever at what he does he'll have the um, conditioning coach right on board they'll be conditioning very very hard they're doing lots of judo wrestling in the gym and i'm looking forward to seeing the results we didn't really get to see it in that trial um and against australia because it was quite wet and we haven't really seen them with a dry nut yet, so I can't wait to see when the when the ball's dry, we can watch these girls. You spoke about it, uh, Kempi, with the skill sets and the Farah Palmer. It is a strong competition this year. You know, you've got Otago that are very, very good. Tasman doing good. Hawks Bay, that's all right, the Tui girls. But, the mate, it's, it's a good watch. The Bay. Yeah, the Bay, you know, Auckland, just the skill level. Canterbury, obviously, on another level. Um, mm. But that tagline, let's dare to believe, that's that's what Wayne Smith is saying. Like, Just believe in yourself mm. that you can actually go out there, play a faster style of football that they can't, and don't get tied into their, their structure and their systems that they just want to tell you up and, you know, that rucking, the mauling, and, and, and you know, all the all the stats of the game. Like, don't be afraid to... I, I, last week I watched the game, and honestly, one of the passes, I was like, whoa... That's like mm. really, really good. The vision to see that pass and pull it off around the, around the side of your back to hit the winger right on the chest with the ball in the clear, and I'm going, yeah, man, just show, where's the replay? Show me that again. That was really good. So, I look, I hope they, they do have that belief that Wayne Smith is trying to instill in them because they are going to, you know that, against England and France, they are going to need something different to beat those two teams up there. It's not going to be easy. Honest, his biggest ass, but he makes you believe that you're the best player in the world. Every player. Every player. That's what I got from Kennedy when she spoke. He just makes you believe, gives you the confidence that you are the best player in the world. If I'm going to think, if I'm trying to pick my favourite Farrah Palmer player, and she's obviously playing for the Black Ferns, mate, I love watching this chick play. She is so, so good. Hazel Tubic. Hazel Tubic for Kansi's Monaco. Her combination with. Ruby too, man, she is Resley. I love watching Resley. <laughs> so good, yeah. mate. She's got a pass. She's got a step. She always has a crack, man. She is a very good watch. I'm loving it. Yeah, no, word, good. word of the week, Kimby. Resley. That's a gizzy. That's a gizzy word, eh, mate? It's to be from Ricardo. Resley, man. <laughs> Re- Re- a Resley Skucky, Skucky long box wolf. front. <laughs> We got some great messages coming through here. Tim on the Com Game says, "I watched that whole points race yesterday in the cycling. Kiwis controlled that race from start to finish. Their teamwork was epic, stealing silver on the last lap." Yes, Tim, very good point. And we asked Eddie Dawkins about that yesterday. If you missed Eddie Dawkins' chat, he's another great Kiwi. Uh, go to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Our podcast channels, and he actually explained that and why Corbin Strong did what he did and how he managed to do that. Um, and another message from Matt, and I don't really know much about this, Matt, so I might have to do some investigating. Sorry if it's been talked about already, but why on earth is Athletics New Zealand think it's a good idea to admit Eddie Osai in Kesia from the Commonwealth Games? As PB would have him well and truly in final contention, that would be a huge result in an event like the men's 100 metres. But 
I'm not even a big athletics nut or anything, but a biggest belief. Hashtag fuming Matt and Blenheim. Mm. I'm not sure about that. I, I don't, I'm not aware, but we'll go to a little bit of digging and see if we can work out what's going on there, Matt. Because, Izzy, you know, you're a massive fan of Eddie. He's, a, he's got a bit of a freak about him, doesn't he? Yeah, I met him a couple of years ago. Follow him on. Uh, I think he went to the World Champs. He went to the World Champs not so long ago, eh? And, yeah, like and two, a, a week there. ago. He went real good. Yeah, yes. So he went really well. Um, I can't understand why he's gone to the World Champs and he hasn't gone to the Commonwealth Games. That's beyond me. There's got to be something floating on in the background because he's right. Like Zoe, Zoe Hobbs is probably going to push close to getting the medal. And you touched on it yesterday, Kempi. Mm. She's a real, real chance. And I, th- I think with Eddie and... Hasn't rubbed sun, hasn't ran uh, sub 10 yet, but he's, I think he's 10 1, I think is quickest, or 10 0 1. Close, really close to 9, running sub 10. So, mate, he would have gone cr- great guns. Matt, I can understand your frustration. I will go do some digging for sure. Oh, I've got the answer from Karen. Hey, okay, what? Osei and Keshia post uh, has posted one Commonwealth Games B standard 10.12 seconds, but required at least two to make the team for Birmingham. So it's a qualification situation that obviously they set the standards um, they, of what they had to meet, and he just didn't meet it in time. So he needed two times. Is that a Commonwealth Games qualification or New Zealand Athletics? I think it's an Athletics New Zealand one. Athletics NZ high-performance boss Scott Newman explained it was a cut-and-dried emission based on qualifying times. Yeah, he's posted one Commonwealth Games B standard, but required at least two to make the team for Birmingham. Um, yeah, kind of, uh, that's one that's one part of it. We'll go work out exactly what, but good question, Matt, because he's he's a star of the future. Looking at Elise Andrews right now up on the screen watching her replay, she's not a star of the future, she's a star of New Zealand sport. Watch her go very close to winning a big Halberg Award in the next year, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Rumour has it. That's direct audio from the pool house. Is he laughing at you, Kempi, about how much he's going to smack you in by? Talk smack, mate. Talk smack. Let's go. Smack. Like Mac. Smack. Let's go, Wade Egan. <laughs> Radio, it's Izzy and Kempi's NPC draft. What we're doing here, Izzy and Kempi are going to take half the teams in the NPC each. We're going to compile the regular season points when the season's done, and whoever in total. So this is about total. Going right down to the bottom, you need to pick your teams wisely. Kez, you got a coin? Locked and loaded. Yeah, all right. Give us a give us a toss, Kempi. Your call. Your call. Tails never fails. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Ooh, it's heads. No, it's heads. <laughs> it's heads. Is he draft first? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hawks Bay. <laughs> Tasman. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is this heart before hit? Or hit before heart? No, that's hit. Hit, mate. That's hit. Hawks Bay, mate. First pick in the draft. You're taking Hawks Bay? Yeah. Okay. Of course I am. Okay. Shows how how much pride old Kempi's got. Tasman. It's Taranaki Bay. Mate, I got got lunch on this. Tasman. (sighs) All right, Izzy, back to you. Canterbury. (laughs) Auckland. Kempi, slow down, man. Can't even write that fast. Is he why Canterbury? Because I think Matt Todd's going to have a huge influence on this team. They've been flying under the radar. Look at their squad. They've got quality throughout. I think they've got good this year. Kempi, be back what? To, 
to winning ways. Why Auckland? I, I think there's a real nice change in there in Canada. Why Auckland? Uh, well, because he's just they got he's a good sign. They got a good sign. <laughs> he's, he's guessing, eh? Is he? What, what's fit next for you? Oh, out of two here, I'm going to go uh, Wellington. Ooh. The team Kirstie's tipping to win it all Unless she was just lying to Duplessy Karifi She's <laughs> just lying Guess, <laughs> <laughs> got you What do you got, Kivy? Waikato Okay So that my neck. that took It was the sixth pick before we got to Waikato Interesting mm. Winners um, Bad plenty Bop Taranaki no! Eight <laughs> pick oh, in wow. the draft. Taranaki. The, that is hurtful to Doc Van Holidays and <laughs> everyone involved in the region. Come on, boys. Stick with me. Stick with me. County's Manukau. Mm-hmm. Kibi. Otako. <laughs> Otago? That's who it is. Is he? Manawa too. Mm, turbos. Kimpy. North Harbour. Oh, sure boy, sure thing. That's it. You got it. Coats for kids. Coats um, for kids. So we're left with the top and the bottom of the country. <laughs> Southland. Hey! Southland. Yeah, Southland. I'll, I'll take the Tanifa. Damien McKenzie. I'll take the Tanifa. Southland with Damien McKenzie. Honestly, that might be a steal second to last in the draft and Kempe mm. finish. Oh, you're going to get smashed, mate. It's Hawks, Hawks Bay in the first division, Brett. Of course they are, mate. Of <laughs> course they are. It's one division, Brett. They lost the semi-final to Tasman. They're currently Ramphilly Shield holders, eh? I think get I've got, out of here, Brett. I think Don't I've, wind me up. I think I've just picked first, second, third and fourth. Well, let me go through the teams for anyone wanting the full list. Uh, Izzy and Kempis, just to clarify what we're doing, they've picked half the teams of the NPC each. The winner who compiles the most regular season points doesn't have to shout everyone else lunch. Izzy's gone Hawke's Bay, Canterbury, Wellington, Bop, Counties Monaco, Manawatu, Southland. Kempi, Tasman, Auckland, Waikato, Taranaki, fourth, by the way, insulting, Otago, North Harbour, and last pick in the draft, your new home region, Northland. The Tarifa. Hey, it's not about it's not about who it's not about one team. I thought you were loyal. It's not about one team. And you've just it's about picking a team. Why Tara? Take the, the eye. Bus. Can you oh. tell me is there an eye in team? No, there isn't. All right, there's a lot thought, in the team. But there's loyalty in team. <laughs> you know you're going to get smacked here If uh, I was setting the odds Just trying to be impartial as possible If I was setting the odds for who's got the best team lot, I would probably enlist Kempi as the slight favourite Very even though I'd probably put him a dollar a dollar seventy-five to Daggy's dollar eighty-five Or thereabouts, ninety-two, whatever it is But I think that there's a couple of high upsides that Izzy's got here Hawks Bay, Canterbury uh, Bay of Plenty, Wellington could all go. I think they they're kind of like high high. Um, they've got a lot of room to move. Kimpy, you've got Tasman. You're gonna know what you're gonna get from them. You know what you get from Waikato. You know what you'll get from the Naki. But then you could go. You could really strike out with Northland, North Harbour. Even Otago sometimes can have bad years. So I think this is gonna be really interesting to follow. 
Mm. I just want oh, updates. Mate. I just want updates in the bedding, mate. Every yeah. week. Weekly Every updates. Week. Weekly, Weekly updates. Update. Weekly update. And, uh, look, I'm thinking a Waiheke Island trip. Uh, <laughs> go over there and might get me a nice lobster. Get me a nice lobster. <laughs> oh, I'm into that. <laughs> oh, and then we'll shoot up to Kitty Kitty to the palace. All on air, Kimpy. How good. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.